Star Wars 7x7 episode 2560. Today is the seventh anniversary of the debut of Star Wars 7x7 in podcast apps around the world. And today I thought I'd take a little time to talk about seven things that I have learned over seven years of doing Star Wars 7x7. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So here we are, seven years ago today on July 7, 2014, Star Wars 7x7 debuted in the Apple Podcasts app with four episodes, actually went live with four episodes at the time. And it's on, of course, every other app now <laughs> and downloaded in something like 160 countries around the world and what an amazing trip it has been and so today i thought i would pause a little bit and reflect and i hope you're okay with that as i consider how different things are now compared to what they were like when i first started this podcast journey seven years ago so uh first lesson that i've learned is that opinions definitely change over time i thought that I had some very solid opinions on a few things that would never change. I thought, for example, that you know when I first started the podcast, I thought of Star Wars as a public trust. That's how I described it. And I said something to the effect of Star Wars belongs to the fans now, like it's ours. And you know, anybody by <laughs> by logical extension, considering Star Wars storytelling, would have to consider you know the fans first. And boy, oh boy, do I think differently about that now. Um, when I started this podcast, I was pretty sure that I would never buy the prequels on DVD. <laughs> really, it's true. And nope, I've turned 180 degrees on that. And you know, I would also say that you know, I thought. I would never see a Star Wars movie that would challenge Empire Strikes Back for me as my favorite Star Wars movie. So yeah, over the course of seven years of podcasting, my goodness, my entitlement about Star Wars has been replaced by a deep sense of gratitude and respect for the filmmakers and storytellers who have come in the years since the Disney acquisition. I'm thrilled to be able to watch prequel movies whenever I want to now on Disney Plus. And as I've said on the podcast probably more than once, I've definitely found a soft spot in my heart for Attack of the Clones and think much more highly of it than I did previously. And I would also say that Rogue One is right up there with The Empire Strikes Back as far as, you know, my personal list of favorite Star Wars movies. There are still things that, you know, I I will still <laughs> hold firm on. I don't think Han should have stepped on Jabba's tail in the special edition. I think that's a really bad choice still. That hasn't changed, but I've learned over the years that my opinions about things can definitely evolve. The second thing I've learned is that animation is actually telling some of the most amazing Star Wars stories. Now, when I started doing the podcast, up until you know that time, the only Star Wars animation I had seen were the droids and Ewoks cartoons back in the day, and the Clone Wars, just Clone Wars, the little micro-series that debuted between 2003 and 2005 in support of Star Wars storytelling between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And then I saw the Clone Wars movie in theaters and yeah, you know, I initially way back in episode 
um, seven or eight of the show, I said that you know the less said about the Clone Wars movie, the better. And yeah, I also am a little bit different in my opinion about that too, but it is still the worst reviewed Star Wars movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's something like 18% um, from top critics and all that. And so I wasn't exactly jazzed about the idea of watching the, the TV series, the animated series, and so I didn't check it out all the way through the five seasons on Cartoon Network and the sixth season of The Lost Missions. Like, it just, I never got to it. But I am very glad that I finally did. I mean, the Mortis arc in season three of The Clone Wars, the Umbara story arc on you know season four, Ahsoka on the run in season five, the Clone Conspiracy arc in season six, and the Siege of Mandalore in season seven. I mean, all of these stories in The Clone Wars were spectacular storytelling arcs. Rebels told some wonderful stories and I feel like the fourth season of that show was almost perfect and you know if you've been listening to me for a while you've probably also heard me say that I feel like Star Wars Resistance was hitting their stride in the second half of the second season before it was discontinued which is unfortunate and now we have the Bad Batch and you know it's just it's amazing how good Star Wars animated storytelling is and I hope more people will check that out you know over the course of the these years, especially with you know people going to Disney Plus and having access to all these stories right at their fingertips. A third thing I've learned is that it isn't hard to talk about Star Wars every day. In fact, if these past seven years have taught me anything, it's harder not to talk about Star Wars on a daily basis. And thankfully, because the show is focused on Star Wars storytelling and Star Wars news related to storytelling for the most part, the pace of Star Wars storytelling and the pace of publication of reference materials around that storytelling has definitely picked up over the years. So that's made it easy. I mean, when I think about the roughly year and a half in between the start of the podcast and the launch of The Force Awakens, there were, I think, um, eight novels and four reference books, and we had a season plus of Rebels, and that was it. And now thinking about the last roughly year and a half after the release of The Rise of Skywalker, it's been 12 novels and you know more reference books, but also season seven of The Clone Wars, season two of The Mandalorian, season one of The Bad Batch, and yeah, I mean, it's more Star Wars storytelling and that doesn't even count the video game stuff that we've had where there's actually story in the video games or virtual reality stuff that was released, like with Tales of the Galaxy's Edge being released in the past year. I mean, yeah, it's definitely picked up and so I find it to be you know, still very <laughs> easy to talk about Star Wars on a daily basis. The fourth thing I've learned is that getting out into the real world and meeting people is just so incredibly awesome. And, you know, maybe that sounds a little weird to say, but I'm not an extrovert by nature. I'm actually much more inclined to be an introvert. And I was incredibly nervous when I went to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in 2015. Like, it was an enormous event, and I hadn't been podcasting for, you know, a year even at that point. You know, I think the podcast was averaging maybe 200 listeners <laughs> an episode or something like that. But, you know, the people I met were so nice and so welcoming, 
And I even got to meet people who were listeners to the podcast there, which, you know, to me was shocking based on, you know, the number of downloads and like, you know, what were the chances? But there were people there who listened and who were wonderful. And the people who, you know, didn't know me, but to whom I introduced myself were wonderful. And, you know, cut to four years later with Celebration Chicago in 2019. And, you know, I was meeting people that I'd only had online conversations with for the first time. And I was seeing people again who I'd seen at previous celebrations and getting to renew friendships and meeting still more people who had, you know, listened to the show and some, you know, who had just become listeners, some who had been listening since Celebration Anaheim. And what a beautiful contrast that was between 2015 and 2019. And I'm so hopeful that that experience is, you know, even better in Anaheim in 2022. The fifth thing I have learned over the years is that Star Wars is not divisive. I spent so much time in late 2017 and the first half of 2018 and did episodes about this too, you know, but also a lot of stuff in the background, analyzing box office performance and audience polling and talking to people who were analyzing these things and social media activity and user rating vote brigading and, you know, just questioning my assumptions as best I could at every turn and trying to, you know, remove any biases I might have had about, you know, do I you know, just want this to succeed or am I, you know, really looking honestly at the numbers? And it just time and time again, I found that it was really just a small subset of people who managed to be very loud online in expressing their displeasure about what they were seeing in Star Wars. And there's a certain tier of web-based entertainment outlets that thrived on clickbait headlines and stirring up tension for traffic. But the fact of the matter is, Star Wars is still beloved by the large majority of people who loved it prior to 2014. And of the people who didn't like any movie made since then, well... The majority haven't rejected the rest of Star Wars. In fact, they've subscribed to a love and let love mantra, and that's really, I think, the way it should be. The sixth thing I've learned is that talking about real-world stuff has been the right thing to do. It's not something that I'm necessarily inclined to do. I mean, you know, as I you know, approach this whole podcast enterprise. I know that most people just want to have fun when they're listening to podcasts or they want to learn or just, you know, escape into a world that someone else is creating. And I'd say about 99% of the episodes of Star Wars 7x7 are exactly that. But you know, I broke that. I think the first time was when I talked about my skin cancer diagnosis, melanoma, in 2017. And again, when I shared the fact that I you know, contracted COVID earlier this year. Then I did an episode on the pandemic in general and multiple episodes on the Black Lives Matter protests and Lucasfilm's response and John Boyega's response and on the insurrection earlier this year and you know more. And it was actually a bit scary to do these episodes, but the way that you and the rest of the listeners have responded about those episodes made it clear that they were the right decisions. And I'm so grateful for your support of me in those particular episodes. And the seventh thing I've learned is that we're about to enter into yet another golden run of Star Wars storytelling. We were entering into one with the you know five movies in the space of 
four years, right? And like that was a terrific run. Now, just thinking about the next year alone, we're gonna have the Book of Boba Fett, we're gonna have Andor, we're gonna have Kenobi, we're gonna have season three of The Mandalorian, and we're gonna have Star Wars Visions. Depending on timetables, we could even have a second season of The Bad Batch. And we'll undoubtedly learn more about the Ahsoka series, the Acolyte series, and Rogue Squadron, which will be the start of yet another slate of movies. You know, and I remember back in 2012 when the news broke that Disney was buying Lucasfilm and that there would be a sequel trilogy happening and thinking we were just in for a wonderful new ride. And we were, but I don't think it's anything compared to what we're about to get with the volume of live action and animated storytelling that's about to come our way in the next year. And it's just, it's still a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan. And we are so lucky to be living in a time where so many incredible Star Wars stories are being told and about to be told. Now, the fact of the matter is I've learned a lot more <laughs> than just those seven things, but those were the things that jumped out at me as I reflected upon the last seven years. And, you know, I've got a lot more to share about my you know, plans for the future as I enter into the eighth year of this one-man <laughs> enterprise. But for now, I just want to say thank you for listening. It is an honor to be part of your day, and I hope to keep earning that place in your life. And there's more to come for sure. But for now, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.